Thanks for joining us for the special Mid-East Prophecy Edition of In Spirit and Truth with Pastor J.D. Farag of Calvary Chapel, Kaneohe. Pastor J.D. shares the Mideast prophecy update from an Arab perspective as he connects the dots of current events geopolitically with last day's prophecies biblically. It is our belief that the next event on God's prophetic clock is the rapture of the Church of Jesus Christ. It is our hope that these Bible prophecy updates will not only ready you and steady you for His return, but that they will also encourage you to share the gospel with others in order that the rapture will not be as a thief in the night. Have you ever met anyone who regretted being over-prepared or too ready for something? (laughs) It's possible, but highly unlikely. That's Pastor J.D.'s point today. Figuring out the clues and details about the rapture won't do you any good if you're not prepared when he comes. So stop trying to explain God and start following him. Now, don't forget to stay with us after today's Prophecy Update to learn how you can become a Facebook friend or watch the weekly Prophecy Update at jdfarag.org. Now, here's Pastor J.D. with today's Prophecy Update as shared on August 6th, 2023. Okay, so... What if there's another one of these that they're preparing us for pre-rapture? I'm still preparing for the pre-trib rapture. I'm not going to let them prepare me for what they want to prepare for me. I'm going to be prepared for what Jesus said he went to prepare for me a place in his father's house. And if it were not so, he would not have told me that he goes to prepare a place for me, that where he is there I may be also. You know what he's talking about, don't you? He's preparing a place for us as his bride to consummate and celebrate our marriage to the Lamb. And that celebration takes place for, wait for it, period of seven number of completion. I like how one said it, while the world is tribulating, we're going to be celebrating. And at the end of the seven, the bride emerges from that place that the groom prepared for her in his father's house, this bridal chamber. They emerge for a huge feast, the wedding feast of the Lamb. I mean, that's what I'm getting ready for. That's what I'm prepared for. I can't wait. Because Jesus said, I'm going to go and prepare this place. And think about this. And I I think I mentioned this last week. I'll just mention it real quick. It's mind-boggling. So God, literal six days of creation, created the heavens, the earth, the sea, and all that in the midst, right? And Jesus started the preparation almost 2,000 years ago. Oh, What's that going to be like? No eye has seen, nor ear has heard. It would be, Paul said, criminal to try to even communicate or articulate the glory that awaits. It's impossible to even describe, indescribable. I'm preparing for that which Jesus said He's preparing for me. I'm not going to let them prepare me for what they 
are preparing, I'm preparing for my bridegroom to come back and for the trumpet to sound. And in haste, I am taken out. And so are you too. (laughs) You better be. (laughs) Because you'll show up here, we're going to be gone. That's not very nice to say it like that. I'm almost done. But can I just say, I will not buy the lie from the father of lies, and here's why. He wants to give me a spirit of fear to steal my joy, kill my hope, and destroy my faith. Because the thief, the enemy, comes not except to steal, kill, and destroy. What does he want to steal, kill, and destroy? He wants to steal your joy. And the joy of the Lord is your strength. He wants to kill your hope. And he wants to destroy your faith. And does this not accomplish that? What do you mean? Well, Jesus in Matthew 24 contrasts two servants in a parable. It's quite a profound and powerful and poignant parable, because one servant is righteous, the other is unrighteous. You got the faithful servant and the wicked servant. And to the servants, the master says, I'm going to go, but I'll come back. And I'm going to entrust you to steward and be faithful with that which I've called you to. And then when I come, I want to find you faithful doing what I called you to do. So the righteous, faithful servants like, okay, let's do this, because he could come back at any time. In haste, I better be ready. So he was found faithful when his master did return. The wicked one? (laughs) He's like, eh, we got 50 years. Let's party. And that's what he did. Read it for yourself, Matthew 24. He said, no, no, my master delays his coming. Wait, (laughs) what do you mean? Yeah, no hurry, no worry. We got 50 years. Have you seen my degrees. I just dusted them off this morning. No, let's party. He, he drunk with drunkards and ate with gluttons and partied with partiers, and I'll leave it there, beat on his fellow servants. I mean, no hurries. He delays his coming. I, we still got plenty time. Party on! And then much to his surprise, his master comes in an hour he expects not. And what does he find him doing? The most dangerous and seductive lie the enemy ever told was that there's no hurry. I like how one Bible commentator described it and illustrated it. Like this emergency meeting in, with Satan and all the demons. It's kind of like, hey, we're losing ground for the kingdom of darkness. We need to come up with a new strategy. So one of the demons says, I, I got an idea. Let's lie to them that there's no heaven. Satan's like, man, that's not going to work. Come on. 
the whole creation speaks of a creator. Then another guy, demon, pops up, says, hey, I know, not no heaven, how about there's no hell? That'll kind of take the edge off. Yeah, Satan says, no, that might work on some, but not everyone, because there's, within man, God has already, Ecclesiastes says, set eternity in their hearts, so they know better. You might get some, but they're not going to fall for that. Satan says, here's what we're going to do. It's not the lie of there's no heaven or the lie of there's no hell. It's the lie of no hurry. See, if we can take the urgency, the haste, the now out of this, then hey, what's the hurry? No worry. We got plenty of time. That's how we're going to get him. And he did. He did. You know, the believer, I don't care what your qualifications or scholarship is, the believer that lives their life like that, like that, (laughs) is going to be the one that does the most good here on earth. And I beg to differ. In fact, I vehemently oppose and disagree with Mark Twain, who said, you can be so heavenly minded, you're of no earthly good. It's the opposite that's true. The more heavenly minded you are, the more earthly good you'll do. Why? Because this is it. And by the way, let's just say, this isn't it, which it is. What have you lost? I can't imagine anybody in heaven after the rapture, even just during the seven years of celebrating our consummating of the marriage to our bridegroom, I can't imagine anybody going, man, I wish I didn't prepare for this so much. If I had to do it all over again, I probably wouldn't have taken it so seriously. Nobody's going to be in heaven going, wow, you know, if I'd have known it was going to be this soon, in haste, that Jesus was going to come back this quickly, nobody's going to regret being prepared. The opposite is going to happen. That's going to be the regret. If I'd have only known, boy, would I have done things differently. Okay. I said I was going to end, so how about I do that? As for me and my house, and church too, we're prepared, and like with the Israelites being hastily taken out of Egypt, so too are we prepared to be hastily taken out of this world. Again, We're either prepared for what's being prepared next for the world, or we're prepared for the place Jesus prepared for us when we're taken out of the world. Would you agree that it's the latter? That's the urgency. This is the purpose of these prophecy updates. 
This is why we do this. This is why we end with the gospel, the good news of salvation, because by the way, the rapture is part of the gospel. Don't just stop at Jesus died, He was buried, and He rose again. No, that's, that's not the whole story. Jesus died for us, He was buried, He rose again on the third day, and here's the rest of the story, He's coming back again for us one day, soon and very soon. Good news! That's the gospel. What are the ABCs? Talk about simple. Even a child could do it. Hmm. Does that sound familiar? It should. Jesus said, unless you become like a child, you will not enter the kingdom of heaven. It's so simple. And aren't you glad? Aren't you glad that you don't have to know quantum physics to get saved? I mean, seriously, would any of us be here right now? If you know quantum physics, please don't let us know that you know quantum physics. You'd be the only one here. It's just a simple childlike explanation of salvation. It's just a tool to equip you. Should God ever present you with the profound privilege of sharing Jesus Christ with somebody who needs Jesus Christ, by the way? The A is just simply for admit or acknowledge that you're a sinner, because why would you be interested in the Savior if you don't see yourself as a sinner? You don't see yourself as God sees you. How does God see me? Oh, that there is no one righteous, Romans 3.10, not even one. How does God see me? Oh, Romans 3.23, God sees you as a sinner because all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. Okay, so I'm a sinner. Now what? Well, there's a penalty for it. What's the penalty? The wages of sin is death, Romans 6.23. But here's the good news. The gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. That's the good news of salvation found in the person of Jesus Christ. That's the A. Here's the B. Just very simple. So it's almost, is this a word? It's simpler. Is that, just to say that's a word. It's simpler than the simple ABCs. It's simpler. It's, it's just B. Belief in your heart that Jesus Christ is Lord. Romans 10, 9 and 10 says, if you believe in your heart that God raised Jesus from the dead, you will be saved. That's pretty simple. And the C lastly is for call upon the name of the Lord, or as Romans 10, 9 and 10 also says, if you confess with your mouth, Jesus is Lord, and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead. You will be saved. Not you might. And then Romans 10, 13 reinforces it. All who call upon the name of the Lord will be saved. It's that simple. Wait, I don't have to do anything? No. He did it all. Do I have to pay anything? No. He paid it all. Isn't there something that I have to like be baptized first? No. Do I have to go through any classes? No. Can I just share with you? I haven't done it for a while. Here's this precious lady 
gives her life to Jesus Christ, wants to become a member of her local church. She goes to the church. She says, you know, I just got saved. I'm born again, and I want to be a member of the church. And so the clergy said, well, you have to uh, first fill out this application. So she goes, fills out the application, brings it back. Can I be a member? No. Now you have to complete this course. So she completes the course, comes back. Can I be a member now? No. Now you have to go through this Bible study for 12 weeks. So she goes to the 12 weeks, finishes the Bible study, comes in, goes, can I be a member now? Say, no. Now you got, and she just breaks down and cries, leaves goes to a park bench, sits down, cries out to the Lord, Lord, what do I have to do? And Jesus just comes, sits down next to her and says, Oh, sweetheart, I've been trying to get into that church for years. (laughs) Today's Bud God testimony comes from, get this, I hope I'm pronouncing your name right, sweetheart, Asaph Kundil who writes, Dear Pastor J.D., thank you for taking your valuable time to read this But God testimony. Aloha. I am a 12-year-old living in Wales, the UK near, and she helps me because I butchered this one time with another online member, Swansea. It's not spelled like that. Swansea. I hope that this testimony will be a source of encouragement for those of my young age and all the body of Christ. This is a 12-year-old. Listen to this. Previously, before the beginning of this pandemic, our family was like most, going with the flow, living as lukewarm Christians. It grieves me to say how little we knew of God's Word, especially prophecy, and what little distinction there was between us as the church and the world around us, out of the mouth of babes, a 12-year-old. But even in that time, God used what the enemy meant for evil, and he turned it for good. What was it? Three years ago, we began on a journey, and the Lord did a wondrous work in each and every member of our family. Immediately we suspected something was up when Corona was published, and the Lord led us to your YouTube channel, and shortly after your website. Wow, that's really something, because I don't have any degrees or credentials. That's amazing. Subsequently, we felt, (laughs) a 12-year-old, subsequently, (laughs) we felt God was calling us out of our church as well, due to differing views on the injection. How sad is that? None of us have taken the death shot, by God's grace, We continue to gather in our home weekly to watch flog, as my younger six-year-old sister says. How adorable is that, flog? I actually like flog better. (laughs) Thankfully, one by one, the Lord revealed revelation after revelation and matured us rapidly in regards to prophecy. We believe in a pre-trib rapture, the millennial reign, salvation, the three revelations of God, God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit, worship, judgment, spiritual warfare, health. Yes, we are anti-vaxxers and even long-suffering, a 12-year-old. I know chicken skin, right? 
Oh, sorry, goosebumps, I think, is goosebumps and flip-flops. She continues, listen to this. Simultaneously, right before you know what happened, the Lord Jesus rescued our little sister, once cousin from a broken relationship in Romania, where my mom is from. I love that one, the... In only two weeks, by the Lord's hand, we had her passport and documents ready, and she was brought to the UK to live with us. We knew it would be difficult, and sure enough it was, but we persevered in the Lord. She is now a wonderful little girl, and developing in her reading, writing, and even math massively. She dedicated her life to the Lord just this year. The Lord beautifully ordained our family, and each of us have been granted such beautiful gifts. I myself jumped three years ahead in school, talk about academia, and will be doing my IGCSC, I don't even know what that is, examinations this summer. My older brother jumped two years ahead, and my oldest sister Rosa jumped one year ahead. Wow, you guys smart. We give all the glory back to God, that's probably why, as we continue to be perfected by His beauty, living in the fear of the Lord Jesus Christ. Although our reputation does not matter, the favor of God is much higher than man's favor. God willing, this month we will be opening an organic bakery in our local town, Neath, selling only the best and sharing the gospel and Bible prophecy. Previously we sought to become more like the world. Now we take up our cross. I still can't believe she's 12. Now we take up our crosses daily, crucifying the flesh, humbling ourselves, believing in faith, simply as little children in great anticipation for His imminent return, and especially reaching the lost. Thank you, J.D. Farag, I was going to say Fawag, for your diligence, humility, and great sense of humor in spreading the truth, capital T. May you be blessed by the Lord as He continues to strengthen you in these final days and reveal His Word. Your sermons in particular, prophecy updates, have been such a blessing to us all. We would love to come and visit you in person. Yours sincerely, Asaph Kundil. We would love to have you. God bless you. Watch you all stand. We'll close in prayer and song. Wow, that, that is just, wow, just wow. Praise the Lord. <laughs> oh God, you're so good. You're so good. You're so amazing. We're just in awe of you, Lord. We're in love with you, Lord. We can't wait for you to come for us, Lord. Come quickly, Lord. We're ready. You preparing a place for us has prepared us for the place you're preparing for us. So come and get us. We want to go. Thank you for the gift of eternal life, salvation, the gospel, the good news. Thank you for paying in full the price and then offering us the gift that you paid for. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks for joining us for today's edition of In Spirit and Truth with Pastor J.D. Some of what you've heard today may have encouraged you in your faith, and at times it may have brought up more questions that you would like answered. 
If you're wanting to get in touch with us, go to jdfarag.org and find the contact link at the bottom of the page. That's jdfarag.org. There, you can let us know some of the questions you might have, and we'll get back to you and try to answer those questions as best we can. While you're on our website, feel free to check out additional teachings from Pastor J.D. If what Pastor J.D. shared today has you really confused about what it means to know Jesus and life beyond this life, there's a resource for you that might be helpful. At jdfarag.org, find the ABCs tab. This will walk you through what it means to have a saving knowledge of Jesus and what that means for you going forward. Once again, our website is jdfarag.org. If you're ever in or near the Kaneohe area, we'd love to have you come join us. Come visit Calvary Chapel Kaneohe on Sundays and Thursdays for a time of worship, fellowship, and in-depth Bible study with Pastor J.D. You can find service times and directions on our website. Just scroll to the bottom and click on Calvary. Again, that's jdfarag.org. Thanks for listening in to the Prophecy Update for today. We hope you'll join us for our next edition of In Spirit and Truth, where Pastor J.D. has much to share with you about what God's been putting on his heart. The Bible and its prophecies are not to be taken lightly. And so we'll keep digging in on In Spirit and Truth.